You're listening to another episode of the Zagger Soap here. Excited to be joined by a 2022 NLC San Antonio fellow, Zachary Espericueta is here. We'll catch up with him, th- hear what he's thinking of Institute so far. Also talk about some of his podcasting adventures. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Yeah, Zachary, we're, we're catching, I think, right after Institute. Y'all had an Institute weekend uh, that just wrapped. Give me the scoop on what y'all covered and what y'all talked about. Sure. Yeah. So it was a uh, Institute weekend number two. So of course, lead uh, lead weekend was last month in January. Um, this this weekend, this month, we're really uh, kind of honing in on the capstone, learning more about what the capstone can look like, maybe giving some examples, kind of working through, um, you know, some ideas of our own, what mm-hmm. we're going to do for our capstone. Anything come to mind for you so far? Or still a couple things on the drawing board? I think the drawing board is still there. I'm always open to some new ideas and uh, different ways of doing things, of course. But I think I'm going to stick with the actual podcast that I already have as my capstone, really kind of narrowing down the mission of it. Yeah, I'm always excited when we have alums who have podcasts. It's good podcast on podcast promotions here. We can cross promote and build our empires. But uh, tell us folks a little bit about uh, what it is, how long it's been around and what kind of things you cover on the show. Absolutely. So the podcast is titled the San Antonio Podcast Network. If you're in social media, um, you'll you can search it by SA Podcast Network, of course, for San Antonio. Started in it, as a COVID project, really, mm-hmm. um, in around May, no, April, May of 2020. Um, I, by day, I'm a financial advisor, I work in financial services. And at the time, because of COVID, I was trying to reach you know, new clients and new leads and get my voice out there. And I'd always been a longtime fan of podcasts, all different kinds. And so I was like, well, what better way than to do my own podcast? But I didn't want to talk about money. I, I do that. <laughs> like I said, during my day job with clients, I felt like it was a little boring as far as entertainment purposes. So I decided to go towards uh, small business owners and nonprofit leaders. I really wanted to broadcast uh, the message that they have here in San Antonio. Um, but ultimately, show my listeners and people of San Antonio what we have to offer. And then in terms of starting a podcast, uh, so many alums asked me, you know, kind of how the Zag came to be and just in general, if I have any thoughts on how to get it off the ground. And I, I'm still so novice and, and don't really have much beyond like, this is the platform we use, or this is the <laughs> ways that we edit the, the software. Any advice like that or any kind of deeper existential advice for folks that are considering starting their own podcast? As cliche as it is, just do it. <laughs> and be consistent and work through the lulls, work through the little valleys, the plateaus, however you want to picture that point in time of the podcast, just just from doing it. I, I've gone through 86 episodes of this podcast, mm-hmm. and there's been plenty of times um, that I felt like it wasn't reaching the audience I wanted it to, or the numbers were, weren't where I, I wanted them to be, especially early on, um, you know. Early on in the podcast planning phase, I reached out to a couple of podcasters, one in the Valley, one here in San Antonio, and I just asked them the same question for advice. And they just told me the same thing. Just keep doing it. You're going to feel like no one's listening, but keep doing it. The average podcast lasts about 12 episodes, hmm. and there's there's many reasons for that, but it lasts about 12 episodes, and that's why there's however many, 6 million, 8 million podcasts out there in the podcast verse. Yeah. Uh, but if you just keep doing it, someone's going to listen. Someone's going to catch on. And that's what happened with this one. People noticed it. People saw San Antonio. I guess the SEO was kind of good in that sense. <laughs> but uh, but people caught on and they saw what I was doing. And they were interested in hearing the stories of these, of these nonprofit leaders and sometimes nonprofits that they had never heard of. And are folks reaching out to you at this point today want to come to the show? Or are you still casting a wide net and hoping to get some people to come talk to you? How's it work? 
It's a little of both. And again, kind of going back to those peaks and valleys, there's been times where I've kind of backed off from reaching out just because I had a number of people reaching out to me. Um, and there's been times where it kind of slowed down because I probably let it slow down. And then I had to start reaching out to people. So it's just been give and take. Uh, I've just learned that once you interview a couple of nonprofit leaders, they know every other nonprofit leader in the space. And so <laughs> they're always willing to refer and um, then the emails start rolling in. When we come back with Zachary, we'll talk a little bit more about podcasting, a little bit about San Antonio and Texas in general. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. Yeah, Zachary, we were joking a little bit before we started. I grew up in Houston and like to make fun of San Antonio. I'm sure you like to do the same. But, you know, on a serious note, I do feel like folks have a lot of questions right now about the craziness politically in Texas. And I know you'll have a big election coming up. What's the story on the ground? What do you want people to know? Uh, just to stay informed, you know, I think above all else, just to stay informed, um, to, to get out the vote, the vote, promote, you know, early, I know early voting has already concluded, but, um, for the primaries, but, but, you know, when it comes, when early voting comes up again, I mean, to promote that, share it with your mother, your mother, your brother, your sister, your family member, colleagues, um, but also read up. I mean, we had very low turnout. Um, from what I read here in San Antonio for the early vote for the primaries. And so I, you know, there's something's got to change that. Um, but it's boots on the ground. It's people advocating for it. And um, I hope to be part of that, especially the podcast. And so as folks are reading headlines, I think what would stand out are the number of ballots being rejected for absentee and those kind of things, mail-in votes. Is that something you're seeing and hearing too from friends that are, are trying to register for the first time? Maybe friends are having issues getting their, their vote in. What's the kind of fact and fiction there? I've seen that. I honestly, to be fully transparent, don't have any data myself. I haven't had any people within my circle tell me that, but it is something I've definitely read recently. Yeah. You know, you mentioned your actual day job, the financial services world. How'd you end up doing that? Well, when I graduated from UTSA back in 2015, um, oddly enough, my degree was in entrepreneurship. It's a business degree, UTSA here in San Antonio. But it was an entrepreneurship and people kind of give you a funny look when you say that because they're like expecting you to start a business. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. At the time, we were working on this medical device, actually, with a group of biomedical engineers. And so long story short, it, it didn't work out. And I had to find a job because I had a degree at that point. So I decided to start working at Frost Bank. I'd always heard good things about the company. That was kind of my intro into financial services and working with people's money. Um, and I quickly learned that I had a passion for it. And so I loved helping the average person, to be honest with you. I had the privilege and honor, honestly, of working downtown at Frost Bank um, and also on the south side for a number of years of San Antonio, which if you live in San Antonio or been here a number of times, you might know um, as economically segregated as the city is, that sometimes the south side, um, the people that live there um, need the help. And a lot of the times, what it really comes down to is the lack of financial literacy. And so I wanted to be the change, honestly. Um, so starting in 2019, right before the pandemic, so good timing or bad timing, however you want to look at it, I decided to go independent and start working for myself, building my own client base, because as much as I love Frost Bank, um, I didn't have as much flexibility as I wanted um, to help people and kind of give my advice. And so now I can do that. And then because you're in that sector, how often are people asking you about Bitcoin, NFTs, trying to make sense of any of that stuff? 
Um, a lot, a okay. lot. And do you, do I'm really. A, do you have a short answer to help people try to untangle it and figure it out? <laughs> do the research, okay. do the research, honestly. And, and I say that because there's so many financial gurus out there. There's also a lot of scams out there to be wary of. Um, and just so many YouTube channels and social profiles that are telling you this, this and that be, you know, be part of this group and that group. And uh, you, you really, you just have to do your own research. Um, I don't specifically give advice on Bitcoin. Um, I think technically there's not really a license to do that. I guess anybody could, but that's the scary part, right? Um, and so I just tell them, just just do your own research, right? And to be honest with you, and this is plain, this is just straight up my opinion, it shouldn't be part of your retirement plan. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah, I feel like we're, we're down to which celebrity do I trust the most with these things, right? Is it, is it Tom Brady? Is it Matt Damon? Is it uh, Larry David? Like, who's who's the, the voice who... Right. Especially walk, with the NFTs. Exactly, right? <laughs> walk me through this weird, strange wilderness. Hey, last thing, you know, kind of circling back to NLC Institute, what are you hoping to get out of the rest of the experience in the next couple of months? I'm really looking forward to just continuing continually, you know, building on the connections that I've already made. I'm glad that this group is so small. I think it's about 14 of us. Um, And even though it's been virtual so far, we have had one chance to meet in person and hope so, you know, fingers crossed, we'll be able to meet in person for our next session in March. Really looking forward to that, fostering that um, just, I don't know, those ideas that I've I've heard. And and it's just been amazing to to hear from other people in different industries. I know that's what NLC is all about. Um, And honestly, I know this is kind of specific, but I'm looking forward to learning more about fundraising. Hmm. Um, I've dabbled in it with the podcast, fundraising for a couple of nonprofits, um, including my, and also not, not including, but also my university. Um, But I'm looking to, to learn more. I know that's a big part of NLC. So looking forward to that. Yeah. And then if folks want to find your podcast, give them the scoop one more time on how to do that. You can look up SA Pod Network. SA is in San Antonio. Pod is in Podcast Network. So at SA Pod Network on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And you can also look me up on uh, Twitter or Facebook at Zach SP Advisor. Z A C H E S P E Advisor. Great. We'll put some of that info into the episode notes as well. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks, Zachary, for hopping on. Make sure to catch our podcast, all the episodes that have dropped lately. There's a bunch on the places you get your podcast. You can follow us on Instagram as well at the Zag Podcast. So all you NLC alums and fellows, make sure to check it out. So until next time, we'll catch you soon.